Hey friends, you're listening to Go Home Baba, You're Drunk, an irreverent media podcast. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change, it's a podcast about seeking moral high ground, and it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, and if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. Hey everybody, welcome to Go Home Bible, You're Drunk, the podcast where we dust off our Bibles and make fun of them, I guess, mm-hmm. <laughs> depending on how we're feeling or come around, depending on what we're reading. I'm yeah. Tori. I'm former evangelical, formerly homeschooled, religious fundamentalist zealot, you might say. I did it for the vibes, not for the money. So... Yeah, I decided to leave in like my 30s. And um so now I'm just trying to, you know, live life outside of that bubble. Really difficult for neuroatypical people, I feel like. But that's why I have this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I also have a co-host. Yeah. Hi, I'm Justin. If this is your first time to this podcast, welcome. If this is if this is your 90-somethth time, to this podcast sweet you've heard me introduce myself before <laughs> uh i'm the former minister i i d- did not do it for the vibes um <laughs> i did it for that sweet sweet cheddar that barely minimum wage job oh yeah yeah the jesus monies the jesus monies yeah i, I feel like with jesus it's it's really hot or cold you're either oh there's poor, no in between or you're way more wealthy than you have any right to be <laughs> And making really questionable decisions in every area of your life, True. not just financially. True. I feel like if you're your an ethical hair. pastor, you're poor. That's just the way it's going to be. I think you're right. So I was going to say, that's why I started this podcast. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, no, not why I started this podcast. Uh, that's just, why we're both millionaires. because yeah. we started this podcast. Literally monetizing every interest we have. Because capital. That's never going to work. We're never no. going to be able to niche down because no. we both have ADHD. It's true. We can't niche. There are no niches. There are no niches. <laughs> I feel like that's a good enough introduction to me. You'll figure it out. I think out. so. So, yeah, just so we're going to talk about the Bible. This this episode is going to be a special one. We're going to have a brief this week in evangelicalism or really just this season in evangelicalism. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're going to do what I think is a fun idea. The top 10 weirdest stories in the Bible. Uh, these are all most of these we've covered before, but we haven't really put them all in one place and offered our kind of just off the cuff takes on them. So, yeah, this is gonna be fun. But I, I do think we need to come up with a liturgical calendar of some kind. I, and possibly we will if we ever really truly get around to merch. I think this liturgical calendar might be one that we do the evangelical outrage calendar. Just, you know, they're outraged about something every year. And this is the season, I think, for the David and Bathsheba outrage. 
Um, <laughs> would you agree? Well, the outrage of David wasn't a rapist. Yeah, the rape apology. Out, right. The rape apology cycle. Or right, it, yeah, yeah. It's 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 the season wherein we talk about how David was actually the good guy, and maybe Bathsheba shouldn't have had her tits out. Yeah, she shouldn't have been bathing on the roof because who does that? Oh wait, everyone did that. <laughs> that's where you bathe. That's that's where what that was where that was, that was where the stuff was. Anyway, yeah. Now I guess one of our least favorite Theobrogens mm-hmm. decided to resurrect this debate. Once again, and yeah. come to David's defense because David needs someone out here in the world, out here in these streets, letting people know that I'm he's a, actually a good guy. Yeah. Like, I feel like David is the JK Rowling of the Bible in the sense that, like, he does terrible things, and but he's so popular, like, no one needs to come to their defense. Like, right. you don't, like, yes. wh- like why? 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 Why are you defending this person? Like, they don't need it. No. Nope. They've got plenty of airtime. Like, they don't uh-huh. need more. But and yet and yet here and yet here we are defending we are. This, this person or, or other people are. Uh, yeah, I, I David did a bad thing. Right. Like, like, why is this so hard to wrap your brain around? I, I, you know, my only take on it was that, like, I think if they admit that David raped Bathsheba, uh, I suppose. Sorry, we should put a trigger warning for rape and sexual assault for this little section. But like. If you admit that it was rape or sexual assault or whatever you want to call it, you have to admit that power dynamics exist and that's something they won't do. Yeah. So, like, that's really my only thought is that, like, you have to admit that there was some kind of power dynamic going on and it wasn't just two completely equal actors Mm -hmm. consensually engaging in something. That's my only thought. I I totally agree with that. And I also think that like regardless of at least for me, right? Because I'm really I think I think power analysis is really important and that you don't need to come to the defense of turfs and rapists. Personal yeah. that's my personal opinion. No, no need. At least not the ones that are quadrillionaires. At the very least, like leave those fuckers alone. That said, I I think that like for for me from my perspective and like my ethical framework even if Bathsheba consented she couldn't really consent because he was the king and she was married right so there was yeah. no way for them to be equal even if she was like oh yeah i'm running off to like have an affair with my next door neighbor the king yeah <laughs> like which really like seriously yeah that's yeah. kind of my take on it is it's like she never could have actually really consent she wasn't his wife mhm well, right i mean similar to like to resurrect this old one, like Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. Like, there's, uh-huh. there's not, like, was there consent? Yeah, but only on paper. Only like, on the, paper, right. Power dynamics were so wildly disproportionate. Like, that has to factor in. And, and yeah. interestingly enough, Republicans and conservatives had a lot of ability to do power analysis for that one. But, I, you know, not going to go there too much. But, yeah, and there's there's no way. So he she was brought to him right. by like people with weapons. Yeah, after just like minding her own goddamn business. Yeah. So I I did find this interesting because I saw a tweet today about it was it was uh, it was I didn't ruin it for this person. I don't even know why Twitter gives me some of these. It was like this person kind of waxing poetic about all the women in the genealogy of Jesus. Like. Just isn't it so beautiful? These women are huh. in the genealogy of Jesus, and I thought, and, I, and 
but the way that they put them together, it it showed it reminded me, I guess, that every woman in the genealogy of Jesus had to use or was used for or had to use sex for survival and to secure their safety. Mm, like, yeah. you know, Rahab was a uh-huh. prostitute and a military encampment. Tamar, you know, we talked about her a few weeks ago, like had to get herself a son. Ruth, yeah. you know, basically secured safety with a blowjob. Trying not to try not to starve. Trying not to starve. Yeah. All all women trying not to starve and doing really the only thing in their power to do so. And and Bathsheba also would be a part of that as well. And so when people look at the Bible and they're like, oh, you know, patriarchy's or they're like, oh, we need to get back to the way the Bible was. You know, patriarchy is a good thing. Like, no, like this, like when you act, when I actually saw those women like listed down yeah. the line, I was like, that is a brutal system uh-huh. for anyone not the king. Yeah. And to, to, I don't to not see that and admit that is, I feel like to be willfully lying. Yeah. I completely agree. I mean, it, it's not, I don't know. I, I really not to beat a dead horse, but I, I, the thing I always say regarding like Bill Clinton or anyone who is in anyone who's the president is like, there are about three people on earth who can consent to have president with the United States. <laughs> like yeah. one of them is his wife and one of them is the queen of England and she's dead. So I guess it's just Oprah is the only person left that like <laughs> the president can fuck consensually. Like, I'm sorry, like a 22 year old, 24 year old, like, no, get fucked. That's not what that is. It's yeah. not consent. Even if you say yes, it's just not. And I think that, I think that the power dynamic was probably pretty similar between mm-hmm. David and Bathsheba. Right. And so yeah. I don't know. She probably she probably wasn't that old, given the fact that like he was like, oh, I should like try to knock her up, you know, because that was I mean, sex. Sorry. Rape is not about sex. It's about power. Right. So the fact that like David's being a weird, creepy fucker for some reason, <laughs> yeah. like a school night. Yeah, it's 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 a, it's all very odd choices. And I think that this is part of why like the evangelical sexual ethic is just completely detached from reality right yeah i mean going back to the tweet you just mentioned like the to be able to list all those names and not put that together for yourself yeah is pretty interesting to me yeah like yeah yeah. and it was essentially just like oh it's just it's so nice that women were included in the genealogy of jesus but i'm like okay that that is that is nice i suppose but like (laughs) what got them there was honestly horrific. Yeah. Like, well, it's like a, it, that's like saying it's so nice that we have marriage so women don't starve to death. Yeah. Like, is it is it so nice? Mm-hmm. What if there we just other, there didn't other let women starve? What if we treated women as people? Mm-hmm. God forbid. God forbid. Go <laughs> see our episode with Janice Legata. Like, <laughs> women are people, folks. I hate to break it to you, Thea Bros, but they're mm-hmm. people. Full people. Humans, yeah. if you will. Yes, yes, indeed. I know that it's that that's but it's hard because you know, women are not treated as equals. I think even in even in spaces I mean in like in evangelical Christianity, even in spaces that do like have women pastors and, and so on, I don't think that women are treated equally. Oh no. Um, in like, those spaces. No. The denomination I came from, like, prided itself on, you know, ordaining women. And I suppose that's nice. But Mm -hmm. if you go to a pastor's conference, there's, like, pastors and their wives, brunchens. 
you know, brunchens, <laughs> luncheons, <laughs> um, you know, like, you know, wives mm. of pastors break out. You know, it's like it's yep. still very like. Yeah. Yeah. The hierarchy is still in place. Absolutely. And almost every pastor is a man, you know, mm-hmm. so. So, yeah, on paper, yeah, you're real progressive, but you're in practice, you're not. Uh huh. It reminds me a little bit of, um, oh, what's that thing called? The Constitution. Mm hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're saying a thing, but you don't mean it. You don't yeah. care if it actually happens for anybody but yourself. Yeah. You know, Thomas Jefferson, like when he was trying to like emancipate himself from England, could write really well about freedom. But when it came to like, living people that he considered property no but not not so much not so much yeah and he was like one of the worst ones because Mm -hmm. it was he was one of those like oh this is a foul evil institution and also Mm -hmm. i own 800 people yeah yeah or you know george washington like this is so terrible but i'll just sell my slaves when i die uh uh-huh and he was the only president that did that he was the only president that like emancipated the people mm -hmm. that he owned yeah and he was not, he wasn't terrible. I've, I've said this before. Like if I had to be a slave, if I had to have someone own me, like George and Martha, probably not the worst choice. You know, like he wasn't, he wasn't like sending people to like the sugarcane plantations. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot of those dudes yeah. were. However, yeah, still a piece of shit to mm-hmm. own a bunch of people and then yeah. cry about how like, oh, well, I can't keep all my land afloat and I can't keep, I can't turn a profit. I mean, and it's, it's, yeah, it's just, it's so embarrassing to me, like in retrospect, because like all those dudes are so deeply in debt because they were all trying to keep up. Like it was, it was all like keeping up with the Joneses. Right. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think that that kind of shit, I mean, be it like people or, I mean, it's still like, it's, the same, it's David and Bathsheba, it's the same fucking shit. It's like, I need to own this person because this is good for me, right? Like, fuck them and their autonomy. So, yeah. And it's, David, again, very similarly, is like, oh, it's really terrible to oppress, like, the poor and, like, weak people. And, like, God's going to avenge them. And also, fuck you, I'm going to get mine. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's what power does to people, too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that that's what, I, I didn't expect us to talk about the Founding Fathers, but I guess we are, like... <laughs> You know, because the Owen straight mans of the world, like, will say, like, oh, well, we can't judge them by today's morality. You have to judge them by the morality of their time. But, like, most of them honestly said that slavery right. was awful. Yeah. Like, that it's this, this terrible, awful evil that should be wiped from the planet. But, oh, man, that sweet cheddar. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, like, I mean, it's, 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 it's almost that quick of a turn. Like, yeah. Like it's so like they knew it was wrong. They knew Mm -hmm. like and but they're they were still like, you know, yeah, I got debts to pay, man. So, (laughs) right. Yeah, that was that was basically what it what it came down to, which is kind of terrifying. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. You would almost wish they would be completely oblivious to how awful it was. Because then that yeah, in some ways makes it less makes terrible. It, right. Like being, yeah, being evil on purpose when you know that it's wrong is a whole level of fucked upness that like, whew. Yeah. Yeah. There's some real bad people on that list. Mm-hmm. Like being evil because like, I don't know. You, you think didn't you know. think you're, you didn't know. You thought you were doing the right thing at the time. You didn't have complete information. Very, very different from being like, oh, no, I know I'm being evil. <laughs> 
and mm-hmm. I'm going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't, don't love that for anybody. They're just like all of those people make the world less safe, right? Mm-hmm. All of those people make us poorer, like in our lived experience and, and materially, frankly. And I think that, I think that we've got to be able to just say like, I don't know, like what are, what are they so excited about David for? Like that he was making out with Jonathan? Like what was the cool thing? He was just, it was Goliath. Like that was the cool thing that he did. Right. Yeah. It was like, that was sort of it. Um, yeah, cause, cause otherwise up pretty much everything after that. everything else, <laughs> like, like every, he was not a great, like he was not a great King. Like, like he, he wasn't a great dad. He was like, he was fucking the wives of his good military leaders. Uh-huh. Like, like they go off to war and he's like, and I can, I can, I'm sorry. I just get this image of David on the palace, like robe, but like dick out, like, like not, not buttoned, <laughs> just looking out over the town and being like that one, like uh-huh. while everyone yeah. else is doing work for him. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's how I imagine this scenario playing out. And then that's how here, I imagine Elon Musk most days. <laughs> and then here come the apologists. Right. Like, you know, and it's like, really? Like, actually, the Venn diagram of Elon apologists and David apologists <laughs> is a circle. Is a circle. They just want to suck off powerful <laughs> men. Like, that's what it, that's what it is. That's what they just want. Just to do them a favor, though, not because they're gay. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. No, no, no. They deserve they deserve this. Like, I can't believe that conversation happened. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So fuck David. Yeah. And and Thomas, and George, and Elon, and anybody else. Anyone else that gets in the way of someone's autonomy. And, yep. Yeah. So anyway, so that was like a, a bonus, like the 11th weirdest story in the Bible. I don't know. Mm, yeah, maybe so. So, uh, so yeah, top 10. And these aren't going to be in any particular order, I think. Because how would you rank them? How would you? And And if we don't cover your weird story... Just tweet at us and we'll probably yeah, be like, we'll you know what? It. You're right. We'll get it next time. You're right. That one's weirder. Because we, because some of them are like, we picked the best of a category. Like this first one we're going to mention. There's a lot of circumcision in the Bible. A like, lot of weird circumcision in the Bible. A lot of weird circumcision in the Bible. Not just like, hey, we circumcise, but no, like we embrace circumcision. As a Would thing. you like a basket of calamari? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so there's yeah. a whole bunch of them. It's there's a lot of them. A little awkward, in my opinion. Yeah, but whatever. Best one in you the know, category. In, in that category of circumcision stories, I th- I do think the best one is still Zipporah. So, uh, Tori, do you want to explain the story of Zipporah and why we chose this one to be our? Oh, this best... is the first one that I brought up when yes. we were talking about this because Zipporah is like my favorite my favorite character in the. Hebrew Bible. Yeah. I don't think I have any favorite characters in the New Testament, to be honest. Because, like, fuck those guys. <laughs> anyway, Zipporah was the wife of Moses. And so God told Moses one day, I don't know, Moses was, like, eating mushrooms or something. I don't think there's really mushrooms in the desert. Moses was eating something. Coyote, something. Ayahuasca. We don't know what was happening out there. Um, and, yeah, he was, so he was having a time. He starts talking to a bush in the desert that is on fire and speaking to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and uh, it was God apparently because that's God's favorite. God's favorite phone is a bush in the desert. The problem apparently. is God doesn't speak the same way twice. This is the in- never, never once like, like here's, I'm going to appear you to you as a burning bush. 
Now I'm going to appear to you as something totally the fuck different. <laughs> Catch me if you can. Here's my ass now. Right. Now I'm a snake. Like, come on. Pick Every a, pick, time. Pick something. Pick something. And God goes, hey, Moses, uh, you got to go back to Egypt because I decided to come back to town and apparently they're being mean to my kids. <laughs> Two or 300 <laughs> years later. Yes. And Moses is like, okay, uh, I don't think I'm your guy. And, and God's like, no, 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 it's you. You got to do it. Pack up. Get all your shit together. We're going. And so Moses is like, okay, guess, guess I'm going to go tell my wife and kids that we're going to eat it now. So he does. He goes back to his little tent and uh, packs up his family. And they uh, they get on the road to Egypt from Sinai, which I don't know how long of a trip that is. Probably like I don't know. I would if I had to guess based on all of the all of the studying of the Bible I did do <laughs> distances. I guess it's at least a week or two if you got between like, a week and forty years. <laughs> who knows? There's no way to know. Yeah, it's like yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyway, so they're they're on their way, and so they stop, set up camp. The first night, God shows up at their camp and is like, I'm going to kill this motherfucker. No explanation. <laughs> None. Just, just, he just shows up and he's like, yeah, you got to die, dude. I'm sorry. God's going to murder you. <laughs> God's going to murder you. But thankfully, God moves slowly enough that Moses' wife had time to go and grab a flint knife and circumcise one of their kids and then use the foreskin to chase God away because God is very scared of baby dick. Apparently, yes. I don't know. We don't know why. We why is the story in the fucking Bible? It makes why? no sense. Sort of undermines like a lot of, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the other things that you might say about the Bible, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I feel like that, that story belongs in the top 10. Cause this was real fucking weird. Like imagine if circumcision was like a symbol of salvation or something like, you know, but, you know, like Jesus chases God away with the foreskin of the Lord. I don't know how himself. it works. Himself. And then like, you know, Christians are like, you know, wearing like rings around their necks, you know, to like symbolize the foreskin. I, I, I can see this happening. But like, Is that where wedding rings came from? Oh, my God. Probably foreskin. Gross. Like, Gross. Never wearing a ring ever again. Didn't Teresa of Oliva or whatever, uh -huh. like, yeah. we, when we had Mason on, he was talking about her having a foreskin wedding ring. And it was Jesus's foreskin. I don't know. Where did she get that? I don't know. Calamari. It was it was beef jerky. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> so yeah. So circumcision stories. There's a lot of them. And then the but circumcision drops off. I guess what I was saying about the whole circumcision being salvation thing, like it just kind of drops off, and then crucifixion like takes center stage. And I guess I'm happy actually, for that. That's not progress. I don't think that's progress. <laughs> you have to choose between being circumcised or crucified. Like. <laughs> I will what? choose circumcision every day of the week. <laughs> yeah, thing, that's not even a question. A thing I like never downgrade. thought I would say. <laughs> <laughs> why is, this book is so weird. That's yeah. why I felt like we needed to do a top 10 weirdest Bible stories because what the fuck is even happening? Yeah. So that's one of them. <laughs> one a of many. A single story. <laughs> went all those places <laughs> um so yeah. it's amazing what would you do you want to do the next one? Oh, do i want to do the next one okay yeah. am i just am i just picking just pick yeah okay cool no um 
There's yeah, there is no order. So there's two there's two good ones. Actually, maybe we'll just stay on theme with Moses here. There's two other real well, there's there's God was weird with Moses, man. Like, True. <laughs> God Poor was Moses. real weird. I, I, with Moses. I, every time we talk about Moses, I just feel worse for him. <laughs> things weren't things weren't great. Like God is not a good boss. We know many things about God. He's not no, a good dad. No. Not a good boss. Like if he asks you to do something, you can't really run the other way because then he'll just swallow you with a fish. So like, you don't have a lot of options here. No. It's just it's all bad. There's no um, consent. There's no consent. <laughs> yeah, but however, God is definitely God is definitely an ass man. We know this for mm-hmm. some reason. For sure. Don't know why. But after Moses goes and like collects all of the, all of the Hebrew people from slavery in Egypt and defeats the Pharaoh or the Egyptian army or something, and they escape through the Red Sea into the desert, wherein God changes his mind once again and is like, "These motherfuckers are not coming in. I'm sorry." I'm going <laughs> to kill like, them all. It's like, do you think anything? Th- <laughs> And this is forgetting all of the like changing his mind back and forth and back and forth with Pharaoh. <laughs> Leaving like, that aside. Just not a healthy adult. No. Mm-mm. Like my children mm-hmm. change their mind like this. Like, yeah, because they're, they're children because they're kids. But like God does not have a fully developed frontal lobe. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, he doesn't. Or it's like, yeah, he just he just needs to take his meds like once. Just like mm-hmm. one time. Just one time, remember. When Jesus came, that's when God was on his meds. Mm, I like this theology. For a little bit. I can get with this. And then he went off his meds and then killed Jesus. (laughs) It's so on brand, if you think about it. It's like, it's very on brand for God. (laughs) He's like, nope, gonna murder you. Sorry. Sorry. I've had a bad day. (laughs) We'll call it salvation. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, close enough, close enough. Yeah, so anyway, the children of Israel wandering in the desert for some amount of time because God is pissed off once again. And so God decides that, I don't remember, was the ass thing before? The ass thing was before the, ass the calf. was before the wandering. It's like during before the calf, the wandering? around the calf time. Okay, yeah. okay, cool. So they hadn't quite started wandering precisely. Yeah. They were just taking the scenic route at this point. And God's like, hey, Moses, come here. I need to talk to you. <laughs> so Moses is like, okay, fine. Like goes up the mountain to, to talk to God. And God is just being his fucking weird, weirdo self, which, you know, if he did less murder would be a lot more fun. But anyway. A lot of murder will do something to your personality, I think. That's a good point. That is an excellent point, sir. Including <laughs> including leading you to moon the guy that you tried to kill. Yes. So, you know, Moses is like, hey, like, show me your glory. And I feel like God's, God's like, like, I'll do you one better. What if I show you my ass? <laughs> I'll do you one better. One, one glory hole coming right up. You know what, though? This is actually amazing. I never yeah. thought about this with like God. God thinks that his ass is like his best feature, which I yeah. do, too, because it means he's leaving. Yeah, I suppose. Bye. So. <laughs> so, you know, he, you know, hides Moses in a, in a cleft. Dude, God's like an exhibitionist. This is wild. <laughs> and puts his hand over the cleft. <laughs> and face. 
or something. And, and then, yeah, and then, and then, <laughs> then walks away. And then walks away. And Moses gets a shot of his backside. And apparently it was great. And it made his face shiny. That's apparently God's ass is so great. It makes your face shiny. It's like an exfoliant. <laughs> I'm kind of imagining Edward Cullen <laughs> coming down <laughs> off of the mountain. Just all sparkly. What happened? And, and like, how do you tell that story? Like, people are like, why is your face so shiny? It's like, I, I, I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> you need to talk to my therapist yes. first, please. please. Thanks. I need you all to know no contact was made, but I did look mm, at mm-hmm. God's ass. He also, it was also consensual, kind of. It was. He did it ask. Did, you know, I suppose, in fairness to God, <laughs> it was, you know, he, they were getting dirty in the DMs, and he's like, wait. Let me get some consent here. Let me show you a pic. <laughs> and he saw his ass. So apparently, it's great. Yeah. Cool. So God's got a great ass. Awesome. Uh, that's a, that's such yeah. a weird story. Like, why were we taught this as children? Like, because I, I remember even like I remember I I actually do remember kind of like having not to draw this story, but there was like a coloring page that was kind of like, do we draw mm. an ass? Like, I'm being a little confused. Mm-hmm. Like, I just color it in gold. And but it was yeah, like a God's, gold circle. So it was like, is this is this mm-hmm. what is this that I'm drawing here? What does God look like yeah. from the back? Yeah, I, I yeah. don't know. So, yeah, ass of God. Uh, very. <laughs> why? Super normal thing to Super do. Super <laughs> normal thing to do. Like, is there are there other like I, I don't in my all my in all my scholarship years of scholarship. I don't recall another story of a divine being revealing itself to a human quite mm. like that. Yeah, like no. a lot of stories from the Bible are kind of cribbed from other cultures. The ass of God is wholly unique. <laughs> um, uh-huh. And and yeah, that's a thing. So good times. Should we keep on the ass theme? Are we just going to do like a stream of conscious thing? Yeah, I wasn't sure how we were doing. I thought we were popcorning. Okay. Top 10. We'll just do a you guys can tell we really thought this through <laughs> beforehand. I mean, we had a list. We did talk about it. Yeah, and, it was discussed. And so I think in the talking animal category, because there are there are mm-hmm. several animals in the Bible that talk. That's a you know, great there's point. There's the serpent that like at the very end of the Bible, they're like, oh, yeah, that was Satan, even though there's no indication it was <laughs> Satan anywhere else. And, you know, that's kind of weird, but whatever. But I, I still think Balaam and his poor little donkey really just takes the cake in the talking animal category. You know, Balaam is like this like prophetic wizard hitman, you know, thing. <laughs> Dude, I want that to be my job. Prophetic wizard hitman. Yes. I know who my next D&D character is going to be. <laughs> yes. <laughs> who has a familiar who's a talking donkey. Uh-huh, yes, obviously. Yes. The the Venn diagram of people who are neurodivergent that love D&D is, you know, anyway, we also close to a also circle. Also close to a circle and yeah, and actually, the episode that we talked about Balam with Gnome, who's he's an excellent dungeon master storyteller um, person. So, and also neurodivergent. So here we go. Proof, Proof. <laughs> right there. <laughs> yeah, like it's, so he's like going to do the thing, and then the donkey's like, "No, there's an angel in the way," and and but Balam can't see it, and so he's just like beating the shit out of this poor donkey, and then finally, you know, God lets the donkey talk, and it's like, "Hey." Don't do that. There's an angel in the way, and oh, oh okay. And I don't think the I don't think the donkey ever gets an apology. You know, I don't think so. Which you know is frustrating, so. but like, 
like, again, and just in, in like, stick with the genre, please. Like we go from like pretty straight weirdness and the flood and everything. Like none of the animals in the flood could talk. That would have been handy. <laughs> you know? No, you see they, that would, that, that would have been like a plot hole. Cause then they would have all started talking about velociraptors. That's so true. they couldn't. Have, yeah. That would, that, that would have blown like the whole thing. The, it just you can't do that. No. <laughs> and and here's the weird thing: the fact that a global flood doesn't make our top ten weirdest stories in the Bible <laughs> tells you how weird this book is. Tells you how weird the book is. Just saying. So Balam, I don't know. Is there more to say about this one other than it? it the, the donkey just can magically talk, and the donkeys don't talk again. Ever. ever. They are featured, but they are not. Yeah. They're not given the power to speak. Heavily featured, but mm-hmm. not able to talk. Contrary yeah. to all yeah. the cartoons about the nativity. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what's happening right okay. now. Um, Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, so I feel like I feel like Jonah is one of the weirder ones. Also, I mean, we're so used to it that it doesn't actually seem that weird. But I think. You know, thinking about thinking about Noah and putting a bunch of animals on a boat like that seems a lot more logical than, you know, that's why there are horses in North America is because people put animals on boats. Putting a dude in a, in a fish is like a lot weirder. That's a different kind of hat trick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. And I love. OK, so I have to be honest. I love that, like every time because we would, we would read through the Bible every year and every single time this would come up with that we'd read through Jonah. It would be this whole thing about like talking about, okay, so like which, which like large fish slash whales. Cause apparently I don't know. There was all this weird stuff about like, is it a whale? Was it a large fish? Yeah, there what was all that, that mean? debate. And you know, they're always like budding theobros, like kids that were like, Oh, it was a fish because the, it said, you know, the Lord prepared a great fish. And if it was, a whale the the bible would have said so because you know people in the ancient because they had all those because they had all those names back then. definitely taxonomy was like a big part of the ancient near east (laughs) like look we gotta get this right you guys yeah so then there would always be this big debate about like which which fish could swallow you Mm -hmm. where you could stay alive for several days in the fish's belly i guess without getting digested or something yeah that's a lot of i don't know that's a lot of air i mean i understand that there are some very there are some very large whales and swallowing a human person would be not a thing yeah for a whale yeah i don't know how many whales there are actually in the mediterranean but i guess this was like five thousand years ago so it also doesn't matter to swallow a human (laughs) and then allow them to breathe air long enough for them to be but like how much air is actually in their system so this was the argument that we had every single year Uh (laughs) growing up it's like what kind of fish was it yeah so god tells jonah to do a thing god's not real big on consent he's big on bossing people around and so he's like hey jonah i need you to go and tell the people of nineveh that they're fucking their shit up and i'm gonna come murder them and jonah's like yeah no i'm good and so he jonah gets on a boat and starts traveling west across the mediterranean because, you know, Nineveh is to the east of where he yeah. is. There's, uh, there's a big-ass storm. 
And Jonah somehow deduces that the storm is because God is mad at him. Not sure how he knows this, but he's like, yeah, guys, listen, here's what's up. Just throw me overboard. Just throw me overboard. Just do it. Oh, God. Anyway, and they're like, are you are you sure? And he's like, yeah, no, it's me. I'm I'm the problem. Yeah, it's me. Hi. So they're like, okay. And they like toss him over. I don't know. He gets swallowed by a very large fish, which then very conveniently, I feel like, goes back to shore and vomits. Just vomits him up. It's a per- I don't I don't I don't even understand what's happening. That's not how fish work. Uh yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, do fish throw up? Anyway, so Jonah finds himself covered in um seaweed and whale goo, I guess. And then has to make his way to Nineveh, which honestly, like just going there first would have been easier. So I, f- I don't know. I can't imagine being in, in a fish for three days. Even if I had air, wouldn't really be about that life. No. Like I'm like, mm, like, can I run out of air anytime soon? I Please. want to not be. I would like to run out of air. In this fish any longer. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. So, and again, uh, Jonah, how do you know you were in there for three days? This is like a thing, though, that like ancient people could do was they would wake up in the middle of the night and like know what time it was. And I do not understand it, but I feel like it's got to be true because it's in like history books, but it's also in like Lord of the Rings. Well, if it's in history books, you can't and argue Lord with of the this. Rings. That's then that's two unimpeachable sources. <laughs> I don't get it, but like everybody claims that this was a thing that happened. Like you would wake up and you would know what time it was. Yeah, I, I don't understand. I don't. I, I, do, I have I no wake idea. Up fully convinced I've had a good night's rest and it is morning <laughs> at like 1 30 a.m. And I went to sleep at 12. Like, oh no. Oh, that's not good. Oh, yeah, that's it's not shitty. Good. See, I like actively try to avoid looking at what time it is so that I can tell myself I still have yeah, eight hours. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. I, I've tried that as well. Yeah. yeah. So and then so. Noah's like, not Noah, Jonah. He's such a bitch afterwards. Like a whole Nineveh thing. He is. The, the whole thing with the worm, which is another fantastical creature that just enters into the story. It's weird. It's a whole, it's a whole book of the Bible. And I do think it ends really well, though. Where, you know, God is just like, I'll have mercy on whoever the fuck I want. And who are you to say? Like, and that's like, you know, at least you're not killing people, God. Level up. This is kind of this is kind of like a reverse of how God usually is. It's usually like the person going like, could you not kill everybody? And God's like, no, 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 you don't understand. I got to kill. I got to kill everyone. And then now he's like, no, I'm not going to kill everyone. And then Jonah's like, this is out of character. I'm running away. (laughs) He's like, uh, well, he throws a fit. He throws a fit is what he yeah. does. And then he makes a little house out of a pumpkin leaf. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The Bible is weird. Yes. Why? Why did we learn this? Um, Again, yeah. who knows? You know, I speaking of just weirdness, I feel like we need to take a break for capitalism. So we're going to do that. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, then we're going to get back. We have a patron and then we're going to get to the rest of our top 10 weirdest stories of the Bible. And uh, yeah, we'll see you in a bit. 
First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change, it's a podcast about seeking moral high ground, and it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, and if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. Thanks, everybody, for taking that quick capitalism break. I hope it was good for you. But, uh, yeah, that's all I have to say. Uh, <laughs> so uh, really quick, I do want to do a shout out to one of our, our new patron, if you will. For those of you that know, we have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash go home Bible can get, you know, um, ad free episodes. If you like, hey, I don't don't jive with this capitalism stuff. That's all right. You can do that. You can uh, get ad free episodes, join our discord as well as get a life verse. And this uh, week we're giving out a life verse to one of our lovely patrons. Uh, this one is Amanda. She is a new youth pastor in this growing church, the second church of the Drunken Bible. And so, you know, Amanda, thank you so much for your patronage. We are going to give you your life verse now. This, and again, you know, this, we open up the Bible, we point, and, you know, the Lord directs our steps or our fingers. The Lord directs our fingers, folks. And this is from the Lord. <laughs> so, mediated to you by your anointed leaders. So, anointed with whiskey and whatever Tori is drinking. Whiskey, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Here we go. Okay. Ooh, Psalm. Psalm <laughs> Psalm 69. Ooh, yeah. this is fun. And this 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 is again, this is the Lord. I did not Tori can vouch. I had my eyes closed. Uh 69 verse 22. May the table set before them become a snare. May it become retribution and a trap. Okay. I like this actually. <laughs> okay. That's that's I like that. That's some fun energy yeah, right that is, there. Yeah, that's good, you know. Sometimes a good curse is what you need. Yeah. I. Uh, it's nice to have one on standby so you don't have to make up your exactly. own. That's just way easier. See, here's the thing. Like I, I read Dune when I was like in college and like the whole like may your knife chip and shatter. Like I have thought that about people before, like just unbidden. I'm like may your knife chip and shatter. Like so it's a, it's a good I feel like it's a good curse for me. I just like it's a good one. So yeah, may uh May, may their table be a snare. Go for it. Embody that today. So thank you very much, everybody, for your support. I uh, really appreciate it. And if you can't monetarily support, totally understand. Uh, share the podcast and just, um, yeah, spread the good word. Give us a five-star review. And we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right. Are we back at it? I think we're back at it. Let's. Uh, so we had Jonah was our last one. Did I bring up Jonah? I can't remember. Honestly, it was five minutes ago. It was so long yeah, ago. You go for it. Oh, okay. So I'm picking the golden calf. I guess we're sticking with a theme of animals. Oh, yes. For now. And Moses does have some of the weird ones, for sure. I think that God just inflicted himself on Moses for a really long time. (laughs) Like, several whole books. God was in his, like, late teens, early 20s, like, angsty, angsty period. Kind of like like internet bully era. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Like one of those ones that's like, oh, that girlfriend I was really shitty to and we've lost contact. I wish we could go back and I could apologize, you know, but Moses is dead now. So because I left him on, I I left him. Him on a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
you know, God's just, God's just a great guy to have in your corner, clearly. Yeah. So why the golden calf, though, Tori? Like, I mean, it seems like a pretty normal story about calves. <laughs> right? Yeah. Everybody has. It's like it's like golden goose, golden calf. Yeah. Same, same. Yeah, no. So the so after Moses rescues the peoples from Egypt, rescues them from slavery, they apparently it seems like somebody just felt some kind of a way about them. And so they're described as being really unreasonable mm-hmm. over and over and over and over again. And really kind of like pissing God off, frankly. And God just gets really irritated and remembers why he like left his kid in Egypt for 430 years. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, I don't like you. Anyway, so God just ghosts a lot of the time. He's like, I can't deal with these motherfuckers. I got to get out of here. So like, go, he like goes up the mountain. And then Moses has got to go up after him. Yeah, like, oh, come back. down. <laughs> God's like, no, I'm going to kill them. I'm going to kill them. I'm going to kill them all. kill every one of them. And Moses is like, please, please don't. Like, please don't, because then the word's going to get out and everybody's going to know that you're a motherfucker. Yeah. And then things like, are going to go real like, bad for you. That, that's what Moses does, though. Like, it's such the like, yes. the like, you know, older brother defending the younger brother from bad dad, like energy. Uh-huh. Like, you know, you know, God, people are going to think you're really shitty if you kill us all. <laughs> like, that's that is what it says. <laughs> like. And then, and like, I love that this is a convincing argument for God that like multiple times Moses talks him down using his ego. (laughs) It's incredible. Anyway. So yeah, I don't know. We don't know what's going on. It's just one of those days. It's a day that ends in why God's on his period. He forgot his meds. Nobody knows what's Mm -hmm. happening. And uh, anyway, so all of the many newly freed slaves are like, Hey, we don't have to, do, nobody's here. Nobody's watching us. We can do whatever the fuck we want. Mm-hmm. Not sure why, but the thing that they wanted to do was like worship something. Well, like they need, like, so, like God's done great things for us. All the plagues and whatnot. We're free. For, you know, like we ought to worship we got God. Out. Like they're, and that's, that's, I feel like that's the most important part of the story that makes it that's weird fair. is they're like, we're going to worship God, but we need something to look at something to focus on an icon, if you will. And what really represents god yeah what 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 symbol could we use Apparently. and so i don't know like this story doesn't make a lot of sense i don't think this is i don't think this is possible just the logistics of it personally i don't know but they're like moses is gone he's up there with god trying to talk him back down the mountain and uh so moses leaves his brother aaron in charge and all the people come to aaron and they're like bro come on help us out like we need to, we need to, we need to, we need something to worship here. We need to make a God like everybody else does. Like, yeah, because everybody else around here has got their own gods. Like, what are you doing? Why are you holding out on us? Oh, didn't they say, actually, didn't they say like, Moses is clearly never coming back. Yeah, they're kind of like, Moses isn't coming <laughs> back. So we need, a God, we need, we need a, a representative of God. So, so help yeah. us out. So Aaron's like, okay, cool. Bring me all of your rings and earrings, like all of your gold rings and earrings. So they're like, sweet. And they happen to have a lot of those because they plundered the Egyptians, the people who were enslaving them before they left, which this isn't a real story, but also badass as fuck. Hashtag reparations. So they have, they have just like buckets of gold, like, like the, the babies have gold. And so they bring a whole bunch of it to Aaron and Aaron being a goldsmith (laughs) who has all of his tools. And his shop in the middle of the goddamn desert is like manages to fashion something that looks like a calf. I think that's probably the best way to describe it. Something that looks like a calf. (laughs) 
so there's you know four four legs because in the movies and stuff and it's just like oh handing Aaron piles of gold scene next scene of fully formed calf uh, that yes. looks great I I don't think this was Aaron's job no. though like I don't think this was his ex his field his area I of think he was a shepherd so. that just got told to make a golden calf and he did the best he could with what he yeah. had yeah and it probably wasn't good no, wasn't and and so they worship it and moses you know feel well they throw a party yeah, like and because they're like and it, it's like a sex cult party i imagine this is some eyes wide shut stuff like how would it not yeah, be because they're in the desert Hello? there's a golden if there's a there's a golden calf involved it's a sex party like that's that's well they clearly found whatever drugs moses was on when he was yeah. talking to god in, in the first place yes. absolutely so yeah they they go a little nuts they're having a good time i don't know and god is god's like yelling at moses just being all pissed off and he's like wait a second what is that noise yeah these people i'm gonna kill them it's just like doesn't he say your people yeah. doesn't he yeah like, <laughs> like yeah. tells moses like your, your people. people like yeah that's, that's the thing like i don't know like, I mean, I don't like to diagnose people with narcissism necessarily, but this is... If you're a god, you're a narcissist. Yeah, it's true. That's just facts. If you've crowned yourself with that title, like, pretty textbook. They don't have to I diagnose you. DSM. You've diagnosed yourself. <laughs> Does the patient think they're god? Oh, okay. Guess we Guess know. Guess we know. But yeah, that's that's some deep, like, gaslighty, like, oh, those are your people now. Like, <laughs> They fuck up, they're your people. They do good, they're my people. I love, and like, Moses is just constantly torn between, like, all of these people who have been, like, slaves their entire lives and this, like, pissy, hormonal bitch of a god who, like, just doesn't know up from down or what day it is, doesn't know how to not commit murder, and, like, he's just constantly, like, running back and forth between, like, two pissy people. And it's kind of sick. Yeah. But, it, you know, he comes down, he he breaks up the party, he gets real pissed. It's like, what is what is going on here? And, and then, like, like, what is the punishment for this? Like, what is the, like, they, he, like, breaks up the calf and grinds it up and makes everybody drink it. <laughs> which, which we did some in-depth research and we Googled, we Googled and that, that basically just means there was a whole fuck ton of gold shit in the desert but you would think there would be archaeological evidence you'd think and here's the thing i will believe every last word of the exodus story if they find a big giant pile of gold shit putting my (laughs) line in the sand i will be a christian again And it's like it's kind of sad because it's like they this isn't even a Christian story. No, they like stole, they stole it, it from, the, from Jews. the Jews. They did. Like, and again, when we make fun of it, we're making fun of the Christian version of the Jewish story for sure. Yeah, because like I don't know, it just feels like it feels like Jewish people respect their book a lot more than the people who stole it respect it. As you do when you steal something, you don't respect it as much. It just the, yeah, drive it, it just, like you it stole it sense. has been the Christian attitude towards the Old Testament <laughs> forever <laughs> from day yeah. one. Yeah. So anyway, this weird this weird punishment that actually didn't do anything or like cause any harm, but probably made God feel really good. Like he was teaching them a lesson, mm-hmm. I imagine. Yeah. Like 
I don't know. <laughs> you know, like, well, it's like, I, could, I could see someone in the camp being like, we better, we better save this. <laughs> it's gold. <laughs> like, no, eat it. All yeah. of it. They're like making their kids yeah. eat like fistfuls of That's sand that's got ground sand. up gold yeah. in it. This is a weird story. Weird. Why? Of all the weird punishments in the Bible, I feel like this is not the worst, but like it's definitely not the, the worst. weirdest. Yeah, I'd take yeah. it. Why didn't see? Come on now. Why didn't? Why didn't God just have Jesus eat a shit ton of actual shit gold? Yeah, actual gold for the for the sins of the world. Why not? He's got to eat gold. He gave it to him. Yeah. He like he made sure that he had it as a kid. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Just down it. I bet baby <laughs> Jesus. Some little capsules. I bet baby Jesus ate some of that myrrh, like accidentally. You know, top, I, I, I feel like they probably didn't keep a really good a really good eye on their kids back then. If I had to guess, they left him in the temple. Of course, they didn't keep a good eye on him. <laughs> Child neglect. All mm-hmm. right. Well, I, I, speaking of like punishments that weren't deadly but were silly, that was what we just covered. But punishments that were deadly and also silly, I think would be would be the story of Aiken. Yeah, like also gold, also gold involved in this one. Um, <laughs> you know, an Aiken Aiken probably ate the gold, like <laughs> so because he. Well, I don't know. No, he wouldn't have been around. Sorry, this would have been the next generation. Because they they won mm. what would take thirty days to walk in the desert, they took forty years to do. But anyway, I digress. So why did we pick the story of Achan as a weird story? Well, it's it's again, it's just it's an example of God like blowing something out of proportion because it's and and also like picking the worst method to make a decision. So for mm-hmm. those of you that maybe don't know, story of Achan, the Israelites or not the. Were they the Israelites? Yeah, the Israelites at this point, they go, they fight a battle, they lose. They're like, oh, wait, man, what has happened? I mean, my God, we've lost a battle. Uh, must be sin in the camp. Uh, must, that must be what it is. So so to, to figure out what the sin was, they divide everybody, they put everybody together, and they're like, all right, we're going to divide everybody in half. And we're going to, like, use, I don't know, the Urim and Thummim or, like, you know, our gut. They were drawing straws. Draw straws or whatever. Which yeah. which half has the center in it? Okay, this half. <laughs> and then they like cut that half in half. And like which half has the center in it? And they they so they do this until they get down to one person, which is Aiken, poor bastard. And then they go to his tent, they find, oh, this guy's plundered gold that belonged to God. And then like a sinkhole opens up and eats him and his family. Like Yeah. Uh, yeah, the earth splits in two and, and swallows and him. just eats and then closes back yeah. up. And, you know, not just the guy that sinned, but his whole family, because yes, you do, because uh, apparently if your dad sins, you sinned, which tracks mm-hmm. in the Bible, because, you know, because Adam and Eve sinned, we've all sinned. Mm-hmm. Apparently digression. Did you have debates about like how sin was passed on in? Oh, God, like, no. So like. We had like debates in theology class it was like, well, it has to pass through the man like the the Adam's seed is what passes sin on to children, because that's why Jesus was born blameless, because he was only born of a woman and women don't pass the, the curse along. Huh. OK. Anyway, Christianity can be really yeah. weird. Yeah. No, that makes sense. It's like, is it is it is it passed along through like the sperm or the blood? Yeah. And I guess it was 
guess it was the sperm. Or you just don't believe in original sin because it doesn't make sense. It makes a lot of sense if you like hurting people and you want a reason to hurt people. Otherwise, it doesn't make very much sense. Yeah, also true. So speaking of babies and passing sin along. Oh, no. I feel like. Well, I'll, I'll, baby, I'm going to I'm going to tee this one up okay. and then I'm going to let you go off because there's a lot of weird angel okay. stories in the Bible. There's the weird like rotating eye Cthulhu monster that Ezekiel saw. There's there's weird winged Cthulhu monsters in Revelation. And we could talk about those. Those are weird. But I don't think it would be go home, Bible, you're drunk if we didn't put the Nephilim in here. Because I think, honestly, this inaugurated this whole podcast was Tori and I's fascination with angel sex. Um, (laughs) Angel sex. And angel orgies. It was angel gender. Angel orgies. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Fucking angels. Like, sorry. Yes. Angel fucking. You know, like, touched by an angel. No, intercourse with an angel. That's what we're interested Mm -hmm. in. I mean, if the Bible didn't hype it up so it much, it really didn't. Like, it wouldn't have been interesting. Yeah. I think because the Bible is so nonchalant about it, it's just like angels. Wait, what? Went and they fucked women, and they had babies that were giants. And moving on. If you have questions, go and watch the first thirty minutes of the movie Prometheus, and you will have yes. answers. Yes. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Uh-huh, a little bit. That's like that's what it makes me think of every time. So <sighs> yeah. Um, so there was there was a lot of there was a lot of shit going down. God God made people, and they uh, they being the people, not God, immediately got into all kinds of trouble, as you do <laughs> when someone drops you on a planet and pieces yes. out. <laughs> Like oh, what are you what are what are you putting that hole? This is fun. So anyway, I don't. I, who even knows how these fucking angels got here? And I don't. I didn't mean that like fucking angels. I meant like fucking angels. Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. So basically, God dumps everybody. He pieces out, goes on a bender, forgets where he lives, doesn't come back for a minute. And so apparently, the angels this time were like, huh? We should go see what's going on down there. We seem to be <laughs> equipped. To have sex with these creatures. Well, I wonder why that is. Maybe uh, we should. Like, also, God is God is busy. He's clearly passed out drunk somewhere. Let's just see what time, happens. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Let's. Yeah. So the Bible just very nonchalantly drops in that um, there were angels who uh, came down from heaven, ostensibly yeah. came from somewhere, and started like knocking up ladies. Mm-hmm. Apparently. And these angel baby half breeds. <laughs> I don't even know what to call yeah, like what, what, like it. They're, like what? they're the Nephilim. What is this? Like, they're the Nephilim. That's what mm-hmm. they are. Yes, yeah, so they went, apparently went and got like a bunch of a bunch of human people pregnant, and it went about as well as you would expect. And all of these babies that had angel baby mm-hmm. daddies then became giants <laughs> because mm-hmm. how would you not? Also, just yeah, lots of lots of questions. It's not even like it's not even like angels have parts and angels have sperms. Like angels have DNA. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's like yeah. What is happening? So, yeah, anyway, God also not happy about this, but he wasn't there. So, 
I feel like he shouldn't stop. Just he can just stop being pissed off. Like it just seems reasonable to me that he could stop getting mad when he's the one that keeps leaving. Yeah. So, yeah. So God allows this to happen, and now I guess they're with us to this day. Are they? I don't know. Are they? I don't know. Like that's the mystery. Like, <sighs> oh, just they're yeah. dropped in there. Maybe I'm part Nephilim. Who can say? Maybe you're part I mean, Nephilim. You're part Neanderthal. I am part Neanderthal. <laughs> like everyone knows they were they actually were they actually were a lot bigger than humans like if you look at like their their skeletons mm-hmm. like they were weird weirdly sized yeah. i don't know I, well i read this book a long time ago don't judge me That's it was fine. called manthropology the science but it was the science of why the modern man is not the man he used to be is the tagline and like they well okay. well they talked about like how like it was it was kind of a tongue in cheek book but talked about how Basically, there was like a teenage Neanderthal girl that they found. And they're like, based on her skeletal structure, she was probably stronger than most modern men. Mm. Easily. Like, could easily Mm -hmm. beat probably a professional arm wrestler in an arm wrestling match. Like, just based like, I mean, they don't really know, but it was just, I thought that was kind of funny that they're aggressively more strong than anatomically modern humans i mean they look like yeah. it again just just based on just based on their skeletal skeletal structure mm-hmm. it's like oh that's a little bit like i could i could fit all of me inside of you yeah. <laughs> like that would how, not be weird how we got some of their dna i i don't want to venture i guess angel fucking a- angel yeah it's just science perhaps perhaps the nephilim of old were just neanderthals <laughs> we solved it we did i love this for us but see this is the this is the great part about like leaving fundamentalist evangelicalism is that you get to come up with like solutions that actually make a modicum of sense mm-hmm. as opposed to just being like things happened and ta-da mm-hmm. giants <laughs> all right so um okay let's we want to move to the new testament yeah um, let's, let's do take it into some jesus here Dig into some Jesus. Dig into weird. some Jesus. No. Hello, youth pastor. Justin. Well, I mean, he's Good he's Lord. he's dead. He's dead. So you can dig into him because he's dirt now. Yeah, Jesus is like Jesus is not anywhere near as weird as the Old Testament, but he's kind of he's still kind of weird sometimes. It's it's his weirdness involves a lot of property damage. If I'm gonna be honest, <laughs> I've, you know, if I'm looking at the this like, is the best thing I have ever heard in my life. If I'm, if I'm gonna look at the stories we picked. They mm-hmm. all involve damaging property of some kind. So let's talk. Let's talk about the demon pigs. So so Jesus crosses over this lake as, lake. as he does, and there's he gets bored one day. There's a demon and a and a guy named Legion, which is the most badass demon name ever. Ever. I mean, yeah. If you're gonna be that's yeah badass. I'm like, well, and the demon's like real scared, and it's like, oh, oh, don't cast me out, because like, well, what happens when you cast a demon out? I don't know. We had a lot of theories, like maybe if they don't have a body, they go back to hell. But like, why are demons in hell? Like, whatever. So like, well, can we go into the this flock of pigs? And Jesus is like, flock, flock of pigs is late. Uh, um, this flock of pigs. I'm gonna run with it. It's a flock of pigs. Can we can we get into the flock of pigs? And Jesus is like, sure, sure. So, but like, here's the we- here's where it gets even weirder. 
Like, so this demon goes into the pigs and you'd think like, oh, he's just going to live in the pigs now. Like, no, the pigs run off a cliff and die. Where does the where is Legion now? (laughs) Like, like what Legion was so concerned about having a body and then he immediately kills it. I don't (laughs) I don't understand. (laughs) This cosmology is not consistent. It's not. It really isn't. Yeah. Like, what did he what did he do afterwards? I I don't know. know. Like, did he go into another person? Because this just feels redundant now. There was one pig left on the hill. Yeah. (laughs) Became demon pig. Demon pig. And demon pig was what was terrorizing people in the tombs after that. Sure. But, uh, you know, obviously a lot of wealth was tossed into the sea. (laughs) When these pigs went over. Jesus is very, very, yeah, no, Jesus is very much about like tossing wealth into the sea or extracting wealth from the sea, depending on what day it is. True. So you never know. But that's also like disgusting. If you think about 2,000 pigs drowning in a lake, like that lake is going to be nasty for like 100 years. Yeah, that's going to be some nasty. <laughs> I actually didn't think about that, but you're totally right. Gross. It would be like poisoning people's drinking yeah. water for miles yeah like that's it's just yeah that's pretty pretty mortifying not not to say that it never happened because i'm sure something weird like this has happened at some point i don't know about pigs but i've heard that sheep do weird shit like this. i would actually venture to say they probably would have had people trying to fish them out to yeah, yeah. oh i'm sure because to like keep the water yeah i'm like hmm, should we just leave all these <laughs> rotting pigs in here or should we fish them out and like hopefully not I'll die yeah. of, I don't know, rotting pig corpse. Who wants that corp- job? <sighs> oh, my gosh. Well, it was probably the job of the guys that were watching pigs. <laughs> so what happened again? Uh, we were watching the pigs, and then they just ran into the lake. No explanation. Well, you're going to have to fish them out. Uh, All 2,000. All 2,000. Seems like a lot of work. Yeah, it really does. Pigs are not light no they are not i i i imagine they float i haven't taken care of pigs very often but i have regretted every time i've taken care of pigs. <laughs> um because they are heavy there's some there's some chunky little guys they are heavy they are not kind creatures i mean it's like some domestic pigs like you know little i don't know what are they ever called the little pigs that people mm. domesticate fine but like farm yeah. pigs like no like well, they know that you're fucking with That's, them. That's the problem. They know their food. They're pissed. So they're like, they're like, you motherfuckers. Yeah. They're not going to be nice no. to you. They're and they're not. Um, they're like, we know why we're in here, mm-hmm. and we think you suck, and we will be mean to yeah. you because of that. Which is, I feel like, is fair. It's fair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, demon pigs. Oh, okay, so demon we're, pigs. We're coming up near the end here, and again, these aren't in order. So your favorite could have already been picked, but. You know, here we go. More with Jesus and destroying property. And we love to see we're it. Gonna, we're going to talk about a fig tree. This one's weird, though. Like, this one's legitimately weird. Like, why was Jesus mad at a fig tree? This is where it seems like maybe you do have some, like, God DNA. <laughs> I mean, it comes out, you know, like, even when you're on meds. Uh-huh. I mean, we've both been he on meds flares. for various things. Like, and they don't always even, uh, even out the anxiety. So, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like, God had a little mm-hmm. flare up here. So Jesus is walking down the street or the road and he sees a fig tree and he he just wants him some figs like oh i'm hungry the problem is it's it's not fig season like (laughs) that's like me going by the apple orchard in february and being like 
and saying to this tree, yo, bitch, give me an apple. Like, like that. It's not going to happen. She's like, like, no can do, no, man. Sorry, I can't. I, and don't call me that either, sir. <laughs> like, I am a respectable apple tree <laughs> and I will bear my fruit in September. Thank you very much. Jesus is like, yeah, no, yeah, you just won't. Like, no, uh, sorry, you're going to wither and die now. <laughs> Makes no, no sense. And and the disciples are like, oh, fuck. <laughs> he done killed a tree. Like, Jesus is mad at a tree. So, yeah, this was definitely someone's fig tree. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, that's what that's what kills me. It's like, was there any reparations for this? No, just I just killed a fig tree because I wanted to. Because I was mad. Well, it was because he was hangry. Okay. I mean, <laughs> Jesus forgot to we've eat all done that day. Awful. See, here's the thing, though. Like, when I'm hangry, I might snap at somebody, or I might even eat mm-hmm. something I regret. I don't kill trees. <laughs> I have never once killed a tree. It's like really fucked up. Yeah. Especially someone else's tree. Like, yeah. I've never killed one in just because I was hangry. But God does. I do. I do know one person who had a tree killed one time, and it was it was like it was pretty bonkers. It's real fucked up because they had this huge tree in their front yard. Mm -hmm. Um, it was probably I think I think it was like I think it was like a redwood tree. Um, if I recall correctly, but it was it was massive. It had to have been at least fifty feet tall. Like it was a huge, huge tree. But there were a bunch of houses like further up the hill that had like their decks kind of like looking towards the water, and the tree was in between like some people's view oh. <laughs> in the water. And so somebody like came up and poisoned it. That's awful. Like just in the middle of the night, like poisoned this massive old gorgeous tree. <laughs> Just like the most horrifying thing I've ever heard in my life. And also like rich people are terrible. Yeah. So like I have a right to see the water also. So I'm, I'm going to murder a tree. A tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's pretty fucked up. I think if honestly. I was the owner of that tree, I would keep up a nasty old dead tree <laughs> as long as possible. No, so the thing is, it's like you, you can't because like it gets windy. Yeah. And so then and the it, tree it could damage your your house or something if you're, yeah. yeah it's it's gonna be cheaper to take the tree down than to let it fall <laughs> still i i but i do understand this yes the i would be very would be inclined like, to leave it up too yeah uh-huh. i'm gonna just leave this nasty old dead tree yeah no what i would do is i would go and google immediately like where can i find a gmo tree that's gonna be 50 feet tall in like six years yeah. <laughs> that's what i would do no, also true like i'm gonna block out more of your view you're gonna buy these like really fast growing oak trees you're not gonna be able to see jack shit. And but like back to the fig tree, it's not like Jesus didn't have an understanding of like paying for things. Cause like later on he like pays for the donkey that he rides on. So it's not like he's like unaware. I rented your donkey. And, yeah, he rents a donkey, like very considerately, but then like I don't whatever. The Bible's not known for consistent characterization. So Maybe it was a bad dude who owned the fig that's tree. That's true. It's possible they were a bad person. I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> but maybe. So so I guess, yeah, last last one here. Number 10. Last one? Yeah. Okay. What is I, it? I'm asking you. What do you... Save it. Save it. Oh, saving it for the end. Yeah. yeah. Ezekiel is real weird. He's got some weird angels mm-hmm. and um, some weird food slash sleeping habits. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and like, and I mean, the prophets did weird stuff. Like... 
there's you know true like, this is kind of the prophets did weird stuff genre like sleeping mm-hmm, on their side mm-hmm. and cooking their own shit like you know they they <sighs> did weird things i would call it performance art but like there's just better ways to get attention my man like <laughs> but anyway anyway so ezekiel has this vision i think is what happens so he maybe he took some drugs Hard to say. Or just Or he was just out in the sun for way too fucking long. <laughs> this can happen. <laughs> he was just he was just delirious. He starts seeing things. And uh yeah. Anyway, stuff starts to go stuff starts to go sideways in his in his little brain. His um and he is this like this is like a vision, right? Yeah, so this it is says him, like, like just visioning things. The Lord like takes him into the middle of this valley that is in his vision that's full of full of bones, mm-hmm. and God's just like walking him back and forth over the bones for reasons, and for some reason he feels the need to point out like the bones were very dry, and then God's like, "Yo." How do we how do we how do we make how do we make these bones live? Which is such a fucking weird question. Like yeah. God, that's a trick you made question. The bones. You fix it. <laughs> and Ezekiel's like, man, I don't know. You know, you do it. And then God's like, well, you you talk to him. You tell <laughs> this him. This is like the most high story. Like, what are these bones doing here? How do we make these bones live? I don't know. You you why don't you talk to the bones? You no, do you it. Do it. Oh my gosh. No, you do it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Why don't you touch the bones first? <laughs> so God tells him, say to the bones, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Yeah. This is what I'm reading it from Ezekiel. He's like, this is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. <laughs> <laughs> to these here bones. <laughs> I will make breath enter you. Not a thing that bones can do anyway. And you will come to the Come to life, and I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you, and you will come to life. You already said that, bro. If I'm a Calm pile down. of dry then bones, know. I'm saying no thank you. This does not sound <laughs> fun. I was already alive in the ancient Near East. I am not interested in doing that shit again. No. Do not breathe upon I'm me good. and come into me. No. 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 Not interested. The Lord says, and then you will know that I am the Lord. So apparently the bones just need to, like... Gad is on another ego trip and he just needs these bones to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, I need to wake these people back up. Yeah. These dead people can't worship me. And that's a problem. Uh-huh. Right. Right. So anyway, Ezekiel's like, well, he's going to, he's going to murder me if I don't do this. So <laughs> I'm just going to tell the bones what he's at to tell him. And he does. And then like, so he's saying, he's repeating whatever it was that the Lord said. And then he hears this rattling noise and the bones started like coming together and basically building themselves up into skeletons that then became like covered in tendons and muscle and and then it was a bunch of dead people. Yeah. There's just a bunch of bodies that were not alive. So that was not creepy at all. Yeah. Like stitched them together and but left them dead. Like. Uh huh. Yeah. Why? They're just standing there in the valley, mm-hmm. just a bunch of bunch of bunch of naked dudes, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, this is like some weird then like, God again. shit. Like just like a- yes, yes, yes. That's what. That's such a great way to put it. It's some weird Westworld shit. And so then God again is like, okay, but like tell them, like tell them that the Lord says, like you have to be alive now. <laughs> you get to be a real boy now. <laughs> 
And so Ezekiel's like, okay. And he repeats what God says of like, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come breath, whatever. And like breath from somewhere (laughs) enters all of these bodies that are just standing there or laying there apparently because they came to life and then stood up on their Mm. feet. And it was a vast army of naked dudes. Apparently apparently we raised up a zombie army. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Yeah. So anyway, then the Lord goes on this like rant of just like the bones are the people of Israel. And they say our bones are all dried up and our hope is gone and we're cut off. And God's like, yeah, I'm trying to starve you out because I hate you this week. (laughs) You suck. But also, I guess you're my people. So I'm going to like bring you back from the dead or something yeah. and bring you back to Israel. And like, maybe you'll stop bitching, but probably not. And <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a whole thing. He's like, yeah, it's a whole thing. And he's also, and then he kind of ends it with, so basically worship me. The like, end. Oh, okay. And it's like, but then like, like nothing gets done with this vast army of, well, it's Westworld. They don't have to, there's no capitalism yet. They don't have to do oh, anything they don't with have them. To do anything. They just they have time in the warehouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not like they're going to go bad. It's true. They can't go bad now. They've been resurrected. The bodies expire after 200 years. Yeah, I got to use them. So. You got to use them or lose so, them. I mean. The Bible is so fucking yeah. weird. And that's like, we could have done a top 10 most horrific things in the Bible or like. Which would have been way problematic worse. Problematic things. Not fun. Like, we just feel like these were the, the ones, the 10 that came to us in the moment that we thought. That were like, these these are some top tier weird, weird things. So thanks for listening to our weird things. If you have like, if you're like, oh, Justin, Tori, you think you're Bible experts, but you're not. This is a weirder story. Tweet at us. Let us know. Let us maybe know. Maybe it'll show yeah. up again later. Or maybe we'll think about it like in five minutes after we're done recording. And then maybe we'll do another top 10 later. But thanks, everybody, for listening. It's been great. This has been a wild run. This is like episode 90 something or other. <laughs> 90 something we're on the we're on the march to 100 so yeah love y'all have a good week and uh yeah see ya First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change. It's a podcast about seeking moral high ground. And it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know.